Big Bonnie Ross. Bigger Trent Mouser. What are you doing? Praying for Brooke? Could be. Have you been sick? You lost weight. Really? Now, whatever weight I lost, you found, pal. <laughs> you guys aren't going to start sucking each other's dicks, are you? Welcome to Double Impact, the podcast where we double back on the movies that impacted us growing up as 90s kids and decide whether they hold up today or best left in the past. I'm Tristan. And I'm Greg. And we're back after another bout of COVID <laughs> in the Carney house. How was that? It wasn't much fun. It wasn't much fun. We had, well, with, with overlapping um, positive tests, we had 10 days of FISO, I guess. Damn. Which was pretty solid. That's significant. Yeah. And then I went and got like 10 days of ISO pain drunk, like the immediately after. So <laughs> I don't think that was the best thing to do to my body, but that uh, seems to be a mistake I've made a few times in my life. <laughs> Recurring, you might say. Repeater, of course. Repeater, of course. But we missed a week. I was I was optimistic that I was going to be able to pod and then... On the eve, on the eve, I was like, "There's no, it's just like it takes it out of you, the old spicy cough." Yeah, it's the brain. You lose the brain. You lose the you brain. Feel, you feel like you're better because you're not coughing or whatever, and then you try and do something, and then nothing, nothing works. Mm-hmm. 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 Hey, uh, special shout out at the top of this episode. Oh yeah. Happy wedding day to Laura and Evan. Oh. Wedding day. I think they, I believe their wedding's on the twentieth, which is uh, two weeks from today. Um, but this will come out about the night, so they'll probably have oh, just shy of two weeks. Mm. They're they're in that final stage. It's a pretty exciting time, wouldn't you say? Oh, absolutely. Have a blessed day. They were kind enough to invite us to the wedding, which we unfortunately cannot attend. But what a sweet gesture. What a sweet gesture. I would have loved to have gone. Yeah. The tyranny of distance. Exactly. And work and COVID. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Many all tyrannies. All the tyrannies. But have a beautiful evening. We can't wait to hear about it. Yeah. Um, I dedicate this episode to your matrimony, but I don't know if it's going to be that good an episode. It might be a curse. Yeah. Let's hold <laughs> so off on that. <laughs> we won't do that because we don't want to... Uh, we don't want to flick you a dud. Yeah, in addition to Greg's COVID, I've been traveling for work and I just you got off the plane traveling. and I just got home. Nice. And I'm feeling a little dusty. Mate, you've <laughs> had a big week. Yeah. Well, I'm pushing through. I'm here, baby. We got this. So we're going to power through. We are talking expendables. Yeah. Do you want to give the final recap of what we've been doing here? Oh, fuck, this is a big episode. Yeah. It is the ultimate, the final, the finale. I just realized the grand that when I, I mean, we're doing, <laughs> yeah. we are doing a JC episode next week. But <laughs> but um, technically speaking, this is the final episode of one of our favorite miniseries to date, Lap Pack, Past and Present. I need your clothes, your boots, and your motorcycle. <laughs> The world ain't all sunshine and rainbow. What are you wearing? Size three? Bring it, happy feet. Stop being such a pussy. Are you crazy? Kick 
Tillman! That's how winning is done. I did nothing. Payton was his enemy. Dylan! Son of a Do we get the win this time? Um, where we've obviously been going back and forth between old action movies and new action movies, and I guess this one's somewhere in between. And comparing and contrasting. Do lapback movies still exist? Have they evolved? <laughs> Are they just mashups of various genres at this point? And uh, Expendables is probably a a great opportunity to put a button on that because it's, you know, it shoots to be mm. a throwback to lap pack of yore, but does it deliver? Mm. And have our taste buds evolved? Yeah, true. It's good. It's astute on your part. Thank you, Frank. It's good to hear from you, mate. <laughs> so this one came out in 2010. So not as old. Uh, sorry, not as new as it was in my mind. Yeah. Um, I think we're at that stage now where I just think, you know, it was, it was five years or so ago. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> things are accelerating time wise. Um, wait till you're 40, man. It's um, yeah. Mm, it just, it's like global warming. I think there's global speeding I too, or so. something happening. Um, there's no explanation for yeah, it. Yeah. Why don't I? I'll give a, a sprinkle, shall I? These outer years, I've been giving a bit of a sprinkle. Yeah, sprinkle us a little. 2010. Okay, literature, books, the mm-hmm. best-selling book of 2010. Books, I've heard of them. Fifty Shades of Grey, second best-selling book. Fifty Shades Darker, third best-selling book. Fifty Shades Freed. I think that's the decade. Fuck. I think when I was searching 2010, it, a lot of it bucketed into that decade. So, excuse me, that might be the decade. Ah, uh, okay. Um, but interesting nonetheless. Well, what a decade. The old, uh, the old uh, female smutty literature. <laughs> that shit started as fan, Twilight fan fiction. Did it? Isn't that crazy? What does that mean? Yeah. I don't really understand how because I'm not that familiar with Twilight it's or vampires and um, that book. As I understand. Yeah, but also there's this whole subculture of fan fiction, right? Mm. And there's specific platforms people use and they write fan fiction and some of it gets really popular. So there's one called like Wattpad, I think, and a bunch of fan fiction on that has become, you know, pretty big. Interesting. And they profit off these things? Yeah, it was fan fiction about Twilight and then I guess it just evolves to the point where it's its own thing. Mm. You know, you yes and a few times and before you know it, you're in, you got yourself you're some in smut fiction. town. Yeah. Well, it yeah. depends on the mood when you're writing it, you know. Like if you're, uh, if you're a little bit frisky when you're actually writing it, I'm sure you're just going to start peppering in some some sexy stuff. I assume that's what happens. Yeah. And if you're hungry, it might have ended up being a movie about fried chicken. Exactly. You know, exactly. You know what I mean. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just where your brain takes you. It's a, it's a marvellous thing. Yeah. I just Googled what movies have been made out of fan fiction on Wattpad and uh, The Kissing Booth on, on and it said on LinkedIn, my brain is fucked, <laughs> on Netflix, <laughs> The Kissing Booth. That that was based on some fan fiction-y type of thing um, and a whole bunch of other things I've never heard of. Good to and know. It's the, the only one that looks familiar. Mm. Uh, speaking of pads. Yes. First iPad was released in 2010. Wow. That's an interesting one, isn't it? It feels like it's been here forever. Yeah. It's not that long ago. It's as old as Expendables. <laughs> Look, there was lots doing this year, Tristan. The big song was TikTok by Keisha. Don't stop, make it pop, DJ, um, not to be confused Whoa. with the social media platform of the same name. Makes you think. The biggest song was TikTok and now all the biggest songs come from TikTok. There you go. 
And allow me to close the loop on that one. Instagram was launched in October that year. What the fuck? Yeah. Whoa, man. So what are the next 14 years, 12 years? What the fuck is wrong with my brain? What are the next 12 <laughs> years going to bring? We've only had all those things the last 12 years. Yeah. Shit. One Direction included. That's crazy. Harry Styles Damn. and such. And there was an expo in Shanghai, China. That flew under the radar. <laughs> Did you get over to Expo 2010? Did you make it? I didn't. I was busy um, camping out for Expendables tickets. Mm. It's a shame. Those, those, those Chinese can certainly dive as well. So I imagine there would have been some impressive high – like you definitely would have been amazing high divers. They've got towers. Yeah, that would be. Gymnasts. It, it writes itself. Yeah. It's true. So 2010 gave us music, technology, divers, and Stallone's very, uh, very carefully manicured goatee. Mm-hmm. And beret. <laughs> <laughs> it was so weird. Uh, <laughs> oh, sly. Quite an aesthetic. Keep us guessing. It was a big year for movies too, Greg. Was it though? Uh, sort of. Toy Story 3 came out. People love that. I don't think I've watched that all the way through. You got a friend in me. That's the song. Yeah. Um, And then there was Alice in Wonderland was number two. That was a terrible adaptation. Yeah, Yeah. see? That was trash. (laughs) That was so shit. And I love Tim Burton. I think that was my first, um, oh, is Tim Burton a bit shit? (laughs) I saw it in the (laughs) cinema and everything and I was like, what the fuck? I thought it was perfect. Alice in Wonderland. Yeah, made it, Tim Burton yeah, again writes itself. It's uh, it was all there, Fuck. all the ingredients. It was all muddy CGI. It was just and bleh. bleh. Mm. Speaking mm. of Shrek Forever After, what the hell? Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part One. Man, I tried. Harry. I'm sounding like a real wet blanket here. I'm sorry, but I've tried Harry Potter. I don't get it. I really want to. I respect it. Don't get me wrong, but just in terms of personal taste, it does nothing for me. Uh, I, I think, really tried. I think, yeah, I've tried. Uh, I can Maybe sit now you have it, kids. But then I, got, some... I don't know. But we've got friends who love it. Love it. Man, and I texted them when I was watching it because I watched like the first three or four. And I'm like, so you tell me every Harry Potter movie is there's a mysterious new teacher and that new teacher turns out to be big trouble. That's Harry Potter, every fucking movie. Well, if it ain't broke. Yeah. Yeah, Work I guess for so. old J.K. Rollins. Inception, though. Wow. Inception. So we 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 received the the mighty power of um you know the the this is probably the first big original IP mm. Christopher Nolan we got. You know I have I have my challenges with that guy, wow. but obviously he's fucking good and he makes original stuff. So good for him. We need him. And Despicable Me came out that year. Despicable Me. That's a good movie. I look a bit like Gru. I've never seen it. And that, there's, there's that new one now. Have you seen the, um, yeah, yeah, the kids on they the went, TikTok? They're all going to watch Minions with. Um, yeah, so Carol took the kids in the school holiday. Minions and a bunch of Finns were in there making a racket. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm Dressed as Minions or just wearing suits? Oh, whatever the, whatever the gag, the TikTok gag is. But she goes, this is a bit weird. Yeah. It's a kids movie and they're all like too old to be in here. It's weird. So there's a few theories on this. And one is that it's just, you know, become a meme and it's funny. The other is that it gives these kids who grew up 
you know, with Despicable Me in 2010, mm, oh yeah. you know, they would have been little kids then. It gives them a chance to pretend they're watching it ironically, oh, yeah. but actually then go and really, yeah. you know, feel all the feels. So it's like a it guard. It it's like a, it's interesting. Um, right? It's got Van Damme and, and Dolph in it. Oh, yeah. That's great. Um, and hey, it was also the year we got the definitive The Karate Kid. Oh, yeah. With um, <laughs> Jaden Icon. Jaden. You saw him hanging out. It's just an icon living. Being an icon what? on the streets of New York, didn't you? Didn't you see him hanging? Oh, uh, yeah. Stooping? He was outside my apartment with a skateboard and a friend wearing a boxing glove for fashion. Oh, my goodness. I've been wanting to do that. We'll just wear one boxing it was glove. It's really something. For fashion? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not on your right hand, though. You'll never be able to get your keys out of your pocket. Such a good point. And, you know, notably, the Karate Kid 2010, he actually learns Kung Fu. So there you go. Why yeah. not call it the Kung Fu Kid and just treat it as like a reimagining? Like it still works. It's still alliteration and that's kind of the whole thing. And or why just like not do karate? Oh, I suppose they want a Jackie Chan. Is that, the, is that why? I think so, yeah. I'm just saying why don't you just do karate? What's, what's, what's wrong with karate now? Now they'd have to BJJ Kid. Yeah. That's the style of the or time. The, or the MMA. The BJJ Boy. BJJ boy. Hmm. Yeah. That works. Yeah. I mean, I. Uh, there's there's actually it. so many. Mo- I, I, I could read this list all day because it's, it's kind of a time capsule in that yeah. there's just lots of things you forgot. Happened. Yeah. That's what I mean. It's a pretty. Like Prince of Persia. Average year. There's a very forgettable film. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Oh, do you know what was in that year? Gulliver's Travels. Gulliver's Travels. Animal what? Kingdom, the Aussie. Oh, yeah. The Aussie crime thriller. That's a good one. It got turned into a TV show in the US. Actually, speaking of, one of the great questions we got for the Q&A pod last week was um, about Aussie movies. And as a result, there's been quite a bit of Aussie movie chat in the old Facebook group. So maybe it's yeah, time I'm, I we mean, do I'm a for few them. more of those. Um, I'm, Chopper's, yeah. There's, Chopper. Yeah, I'm for it. Yahoo Serious. Yeah, yeah. All those things. Um, but there was one film that came in at number 28 that year. Number 28. <laughs> A little film called The Expendables. So The Expendables came out in August of 2010 uh, with a budget of $80 million and a box office of $274.5 million. That's pretty bloody good. Mm. Not bad. What did Rotten Tomatoes have to say, though? Critic score of 42%, audience score of 64%. The truth probably lies somewhere betwixt the two. Uh, (laughs) Critic consensus. (laughs) It makes good on the old school action it promises, but given all the talent on display, The Expendables should hit... Harder. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Was this a big movie for you, Greg? Uh, I think I was excited by the concept. Um, yeah, same. All-star action cast. I was a big Randy Couture fan as well. He's like a living legend of the UFC. I've probably talked about him a little bit on here. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm trying to remember trying to remember if we were talking about it at the time. I was definitely talking about it with people and I feel like maybe – 
You may have even explained to me who Randy Couture was because I didn't know then. Yeah, maybe. But anyway, yeah, sorry, continue. Yeah, um, so, you know, it's like I think I was down with the ingredients, but I don't, I, I don't know if I saw it. I don't think I saw it at the movies. If I do, I don't remember. I think I did. You did? I, I, I'm trying to remember because, you know, we've got friends, uh, the same friends we were talking about before with reference to Harry Potter uh, who also love Stallone because, you know, they're Italian. Italian. And uh, we were all very excited for the Expendables as a group. And I can't remember if we saw yeah, it together. Yeah, you were living with them at the time, weren't you? Yeah. Or was it like a work event or something? I can't oh, remember. Oh, yeah, because we used to get that. They used to put on those screenings for us as well, didn't they? Yeah. So I'm trying to think if it was one of those. I can't really imagine at that period in my life spending money on a ticket to go see the Expendables. Not no, that I didn't want to see it. I was but spending money on drinks. Yeah. I was so poor and taxis. Then. Yeah. Yeah. There was... 2010, I think I was living in London. I think I was, yeah, I think I was. Oh. Does London have cinemas? I definitely didn't go to any. I don't think so. That's why Statham moved to America, right? Yeah, yeah, I believe so. But you had seen it before this week, right? I had, yeah. Yeah. And, and, oh, and you recently, you watched them all recently. I watched, yeah, I watched all three over the course of the last couple of weeks just to sort of immerse to smear myself in expendability. Yeah, nice. I've got some questions for you on that. I only watched the first one. Um, but but in terms of when I first watched it back in the day, my memories of it, I do remember being a little disappointed. Mm. I couldn't remember specifically mm. why, but I just felt like it didn't really hit the way I was expecting it to hit. Mm. I think it's one of those movies I still have a fondness for. Uh, like I love that it exists and I love that Stallone is making these things. Mm. But perhaps more than I actually enjoy sitting down and watching. <laughs> but we'll see because we'll get into the rewatch in yeah. a second. Um, yeah, I think yeah. that's pretty astute. Should I get into the origin story before we get into the rewatch? I think you should. Tell us about the story of origin here. Origin story. So it's an interesting one because I thought of all origin stories, this one would be, well, A, you know, it's it, it was made in the era of the internet, so there should be lots of content. Uh, but B, I just thought there'll be lots of sound bites of Stallone talking about the conception of this idea of, you know, we don't make it anymore, I want to make a new one. Because he talked about that a little bit with those newer Rambo movies and how, you know, action movies are a bit too Disney-fied my language, not his, but that's kind of what he meant. Mm. And so I was expecting a lot of that, but it didn't really seem to, I don't know, I couldn't find much on that. Um, and, yeah, it's funny because to me I would have thought the whole conception of this was to get the gang back together basically and get well, form a new gang out of all the old gangs and, you know, more more of the lap pack than you've ever seen on screen together I thought was probably the idea and then write a script to do that which is not really how it went. So apparently in the mid-2000s, writer David Callahan wrote a script called Barrow, which was about mercenaries uh, to Warner Brothers. Okay. And then a couple of years later, um, Stallone reviewed that that third draft or whatever and was like, oh, this could be something. Mm. You know, again, this is all down to what I could actually find. So maybe it, maybe need it, a, need a girl. Maybe a little a bit of both is true. Because um, apparently he did express interest. He wanted to do some kind of ensemble film. But yeah, I was really hoping for, uh, you know, 
I was chatting to the guys and we were like, we should make something, you know, and it isn't really that. Mm. And that's probably as far as it goes in terms of richness of origin story, but there are some interesting pre-casties or uncasties perhaps. Um, yes. Because yes. He, he did offer our Lord and Saviour Jean-Claude Van Damme, um, you know, <laughs> uh, a, a role, but he turned he it did. down because he thought there was no substance or development to the character which I didn't know was criteria for him having seen a few films of his. <laughs> well, uh, maybe you're missing the point of this podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's true. He, there's always, no! Yeah, he has to start confident and end with a no and someone has to die and he has to do the splits. Maybe that's what he meant. I think so. He didn't have the arc he needs like in our plot synopsis we have for him, the universal, the skeleton key of Van Damme films. Yes, that's correct. I think that's what he meant. But did you did you hear what he said? What? He, he was like, no, no, I think you should be saving people in South Central. Yeah, he did say that. <laughs> so they were like, oh, we're going to Central America. He's like, no, no it should be South Central. <laughs> like, uh, okay. Are you just doing word JC, association? We'll, yeah. <laughs> we'll, um, we'll speak soon. <laughs> yeah. Ah, oh, bless. Bless. That was pretty funny. What are you going to save people in South Central? Or like save the save the community college? Yeah. There's What's a the... lockdown at the rec centre, yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> no, custody developers should... are coming in. They sh- yeah, they should go to Aspen and have, you know, a ski tournament. That would be an expensive <clears throat> An extreme one. Yeah, an extreme one. We should dodge. do Aspen Extreme. Have you seen that? No. Is that what that South Park episode oh. is riffing on? Probably. Yes. It's a movie. It's called yeah. Aspen Extreme. Like what? It writes itself. Why am I saying that every every four words today? Because we're talking about very astute concepts that write themselves. Mm. It's not your fault. No, thank you. Yeah. We're dealing with potency here. Um, like crutch phrase today, it seems. <laughs> Van Damme would be in the next one <laughs> and his name was Jean Villain. <laughs> <laughs> I want to talk about all the names later. All the names are insane in this um, because, you know. He's such a good villain. He's great. Yeah, the names. Oh, the names. I'll save the names for later. I'm not going to say them now because I'll get too distracted. Uh, but one of them yeah. was going to be Wesley Snipes too and he couldn't do it because of his tax issues and he wasn't allowed to leave the country. Uh, then it was rewritten for Forrest Whitaker and then he couldn't do it. Then 50 Cent was going to do it. And then that ended up being the role that Terry Crews played. Can I, like, I'm all for Terry Crews. I'm very pro Terry Crews. Yeah. Just those list of names. Um, where's Carl Weathers, man? Fuck, that's a good point, man. I was trying to think of who's, oh, we'll get into it more, but who's missing in this film. And that is absolutely, like, that is bread and butter. He should be Statham. Fully. He should be, like, in the front seat with, oh, man. Yeah. And like his mates with Sly, right? And he he said the word first. You're an asset, an expendable asset. And I used you to get the job done. Got it? Oh, I'm pretty sure that was first. Yeah. That was in Predator. Oh no, Rambo Two was probably before Predator. Rambo Two was yeah. And Co says I think Rambo Two is the origin. Yeah, she says you're not expendable or something. Hmm. Quiet laugh. <laughs> I feel like my slide's getting worse. 
Not that it was ever good. Anyway. Sly is, Sly is getting Origin worse. Story. Um, Steven Seagal was asked to make a cameo and he turned it down because he has issues with the um, producer. Everyone. Um, it seems like they were really trying to get an elder statesman for the villain. You know, they got Eric Roberts instead, <laughs> who I actually dig. So I'm just joking there. Yeah, I'm totally. I'm all. I'm here, Eric. Do you know I only worked out recently that he's Julia Roberts' brother. Yeah, and I reckon he's hotter. He's got a quite a look. He's so interesting looking. Maybe not hotter. He's just really interesting looking. I'm always fascinated when he's on screen. I'd say he's hotter. He's chiselled as. Yeah, he's got like a. His face is so fascinating. He should be in more things. <laughs> Um, but they wanted Robert De Niro, Al Pacino, Ben Kingsley, Ray Liotta. <laughs> if, why oof, not? Oof. Who doesn't want them? You know, that's one of those ones where they phrase it. They were all considered for the role of James Monroe. Mm, yeah. Um, so were they ever contracted? Were they ever, you know, probably not. Um, you know, there's a few other ones, but it gets a little wishy-washy. But ultimately, um, mm. you know. They're the main ones. Yeah. And then they got them together through Bruce Willis and Arnold in the mix. Bish bash posh. Got yourself a movie. A meat grinder. <laughs> he got him into a meat grinder, bish, bash, bosh. Got yourself a movie rap party at that tattoo store run by, um, what's his name? Mickey Rock. Mick, the Mickey Rock tattoo shop. Tool. His name is Tool. <laughs> Let's play the trailer. They are the world's greatest mercenaries. They got La Fontaine the or a fake La Fontaine. Ever known. War. Oh wait, when did he die? What year did Don die? Maybe he was still there they've ever had. Is to each other. Drop your guns! Got the four on the left. Why don't you take the two on the right and leave the rest? You're not that fast anymore. Oh, here we go. The only thing faster is light. Exactly. We'll see. Oh no, 2008. Ah oh, damn. Well, I got three pieces of work. Two will walk in the park, one to hell and back. So, we are working for the agency. I gotta recon this island first. The only thing you need to know is the job's real and the money's real. Give this job to my friend here. He loves playing in the jungle. Right? Right. What's his problem? Was that the contact? Follow me, please. People who fight back are killed. Now we have a dying place. Maybe you can help. I don't think so. How you I'd leave. What's wrong with this picture? Everything. We don't have the manpower, the firepower. We'd be dead in the water. Great. They got a small army. What do we got? Four and a half men. <laughs> That's so funny. You know, it's not easy being your friend. It's not easy being We will kill this American disease. I promised myself I'm going to die for something counts. People live through terrible times, but you must believe you can survive. Ten seconds, you won't believe what's going to happen. What happened to you? I got my ass kicked. See, they need Stan Bush music, not this kind of music. Want to survive? Mm. Yeah, it's the wrong audio aesthetic. Yeah, that's a that's very very astute, Tristan. It would have made quite a difference. Yeah, yeah you're probably going to hear that from me throughout the episode. This, I guess, this tension point of to what extent should they modernize versus giving us a pure throwback. 
But that music is definitely mm. one of it for me. Like, I guess it's allowed to modernize. But I don't know. Having these people all together, throwing some Stan Bush or Journey, mm. that's lap pack music. Anyway. I wonder what the conversations were around that, whether there was people who pointed that out or wanted that approach as well. Yeah, I wonder. Sly always has some interesting music. Like the the, the Rambo musics, you know, the, you remember those closing songs of Rambo yeah. 1 and 2? Yeah, they've kind of grown on me a little bit now. <laughs> I remember thinking they were dumb. I'm for them. Yeah, I, now, yeah, I, now, now I enjoy like, them. That's hilarious. Well, it's, at the very least it's funny. It's part of the package now. Yeah, I can't separate them. Mm. Yeah. What happened in this movie, Greg? Well, it's just a couple of guys who are cool and tough, Tristan. It's a couple of guys... Is uh, they're expendable. Uh, uh, so we got the guys. They're, they're expendable. They get set to do the jobs that no one else can do. Uh, but they're, they're expendable. <laughs> so this time around, you got the gang. You got the Barney there. You got Christmas. Yeah. You got Gunner. <laughs> you got Jet Li. Uh, <laughs> Yang. And they got some small island in a government they got to overthrow or something like that. I think it's fictional. Fictional um, place. Yeah, fictional. Um, and there's a pretty girl there, um, you know, so Sly's interested. <laughs> uh, and then there's a bit of a mix-up with the CIA and there's a double cross. And anyway, Christmas has got this girlfriend, but she's moved on, you know. Yeah. Uh, she got a new boyfriend, but the new boyfriend beats her up. Uh, so, you know. He goes out and kicks his ass and his mate's asses in the basketball court. That's pretty cool. <laughs> and uh, then, yeah, they go back to the island and do some shooties and, I don't know, there's, like, some sexual tension there, but is there? I don't quite get it. And, um... Yeah. Throw in a few, um... Bit of, a bit of snappy dialogue. And, um, that's kind of what happens. Yeah. That's kind of it. That's kind of it. Um, it writes itself. I <laughs> yeah, they're expendable. Did you get that bit? Uh, I, I'm kind of glad they didn't kiss at the end. Yeah, but that's so sly. He always does that. Oh, like he's just like, a good guy. He's not doing it for the, he for always, the pretty thing. Like, yeah, like look at the Rambos, others, some of my mum will shoot. He's always got to have like <laughs> this like, uh, baby, I think we're just going to look at each other and know that we were both, would, you know you would have wanted this, but we can't have it because it's time, the circumstances, but we would have been real good to get baby. Maybe he's got a chip on his shoulder because his first movie was a porno. Maybe. I don't know. He just sort of stares at them. It <laughs> happens a lot. And then they die sometimes, like in Rambo 2. Well, quite often they die. Yeah, yeah. Quite often they die, Tristan. Maybe that's why he's afraid to get close Last to people blood. because bad things happen when they get too close to you. Yeah, he I'm probably bad says news. that I'm bad news, in baby. multiple movies. <laughs> what do you think of it? I mean, overall, I enjoyed it. Uh, I didn't have ideal viewing circumstances. I watched, mm. I watched it over two different flights over the past two weeks, and um, I, I think I, it, I don't know if it was just because of my mood or something, but I enjoyed the second half a lot more. I think maybe because that's when the action was fully deployed and the ensemble fully <laughs> activated. Yeah. Okay. But I still had the. I still felt it wasn't really again subjectively what I would have wanted. It didn't hit all the notes I would have wanted a lap pack mm. throwback to hit. And like a big one for me. Well, before I get into it, how, how about you? What, what was your kind of overall reaction? 
Yeah, much similar. Um, Like, I'm glad it exists. Uh, It was okay. It didn't hit as many notes as I would like. Yeah, either. I think it's probably it's probably a good way to sum it up. Mm. Um, I like the cast. Great cast. Even the new school people. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I was down with that, but it. I don't know. The dialogue was a bit weird. Yeah, so that, that was actually my contrived. main thing. Yeah, that was my main thing. And I mentioned it on the Q&A pod last week and then I cut myself off because I didn't want to show my cards. But um, it didn't really have classic lap pack humour. It had more of a almost poor man's Ocean's Eleven humour where it was meant. Yeah, quippy. Yeah, it was trying to be quippy. Trying to be quippy instead of like let off some steam, Bennett. It was like. Yeah, and. Sly's great at that. Yeah, like do that, embrace that. That's, that's what we want. Displays. In the same way that they embrace the violence and, you know, people getting exploded and that stuff, awesome. Embrace the, the cheesy one-liners. Like I don't want to have Danny Ocean and whatever Brad Pitt's name is in that, you know. Steve. Slinging back and forths about what's faster, a gun or a, a bullet or a knife. Although you could say that but just say it like in a more, I don't know. Yeah, too quippy. And again, a lot of this stuff is maybe fine on its own, but through the lens of, you know, is it is it a lap pack throwback? That's a, it's a missing a point there. And maybe because it was too light on Arnie. I was expecting more Arnie mm. and I thought I thought um Chuck Norris was in it, but I guess I'm getting them all mixed up now. Yeah, he's in <clears> number 2. Yeah. And I think there's more Arnie in number 2 because he wasn't governor anymore. Uh yeah. Yeah. I like number 2 more. Yeah, I think that's what I've been hearing and maybe even number 3 is good. Like better? Yeah, I couldn't. Um, I, had I can't bad, remember if I've seen. Yeah, three. I was sort of multitasking when I was watching three. Yeah, it's, three's got Mel Gibson. Oh uh, yeah, um, but Harrison and Ford like Ronda is Ronda Rousey and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like once they're firing on all cylinders with the cast too. Like again, this cast was good for sure, but something about it when you get all those guys together, it's kind of special. Yeah, they could do anything at that point, and I'd be applauding. I think Van Damme, obviously being the bad guy in the second one, adds to it, and he was he was good. Yeah, he man. kills he kills Chris no Liam Hemsworth. Yeah, actually, I remember that. So, um, of course, I remember that. But I remember at the time seeing the posters for Expendables two, and Liam Hemsworth was on it, and I was like, "What the fuck? Is this like trying to cater to like teenage girls? Like, what what is that casting?" But then I learned, of course, he just dies real. Like right in the beginning, <laughs> and it's Van, you know, Van Damme's in it, so he probably that was probably his note. We need to have someone to die in the first act, otherwise, what are we fighting for? For the for the emotion. Mm. Doesn't he kick a knife into his chest or something? Kicks him, yeah, kicks a knife into his the old knife kicky chest. Yeah, good on you, Guile. He, I heard he kicked. Yeah, it, it was pretty cool. I heard he kicked it so hard that his kids were going to feel it. Oh, that, that son of a bitch bison's ass so hard. Like? Wait, what does he say at the end of that? So hard. I'm going to get on my boat and I'm going up river and I'm going to kick that son of a bitch bison's ass so hard that the next bison wannabe is going to feel it. Now, who wants to go home and who wants to go with me? He knows. No way of knowing. Oh, look, he don't. I'll tell you who doesn't know. JC. He doesn't know much from 1995. No. Was it 95? Let's say it was. Um, big year. Big year. And there were there were a few 
again, caveat being that I, I love cheesiness. So it may sound contradictory for me to point out some cheesiness that I didn't like, but maybe it's the wrong flavor of cheese. You know, I want cheddar and maybe this was like. Gouda. Gouda. <laughs> um, the whole Jason Statham and the new boyfriend thing was fucking lame. And it is like, it is like a bad boyfriend fantasy fulfillment fantasy kind of thing. Like he's a shit boyfriend. He's shit. And she's like, you're always away. And he's like, yeah, but when I'm here, I'm a good boyfriend. When I'm here, you know, a couple of days. <laughs> it's like, no, you're that's a shit boyfriend then because <laughs> you're not there all the time. And so. I, mean, I don't know where you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Can't tell ya. Fucking just wait for me. Oh, I'm not a bad. Should have waited. I'm fucking Jason Statham. <laughs> I don't know why are we doing the worst Jason. Our Jason's we're doing a Jason Statham like South Park doing um Russell Crowe right now. <laughs> <laughs> Baby, I could change. Fighting around the world. Come on, Tucker. <laughs> anyway, and it's just such a it's it's like um it's like in the movies, you know, to be I don't know how to articulate it in an intelligent way, but to me it's so cringe that oh of course the new boyfriend beat her up, so he gets to be a hero now. But, mate, you're still a shit boyfriend. Like, just because you're not as bad as a woman beater doesn't mean you're not bad. You're a bad boyfriend. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, too funny. Anyway, yeah. You're a bad boyfriend. Christmas. Fucking. But I loved him beating up the guys on the basketball court. That was so cute. It was cool. And I think all the action in this is pretty great. I think there's a bit too much fast cutting in some of the fights, but Mm. I guess that's the style of the time. But, um, But the action was pretty good overall. Like when um, Steve Austin like torpedoes himself into Stallone at the end, that was fucking mad. <laughs> yeah, and uh, Stone Cold. Yeah, that was Stone Cold's man. And then I think Statham or Jet Li like kicked that guy, broke his neck, and there were great explosions and things. You know, love a good explosion. Um. Oh yeah, that wharf was always going to get blown up, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, I was asking for it. <laughs> <laughs> the, the guy was building the wharf the day before and he's like, ah, oh, only two days to retirement. Yeah. And then <laughs> Blavo. <laughs> oh, I love it. Man, and they just kept blowing shit up willy-nilly. Like they're trying to save that woman mm. and they're continuously blowing stuff up around that she nearly dies many times. The woman they went there to save they they, bomb everything. They nearly blow up her many, Blows many up times. Her, her whole- a whole town. A whole island. And then he's like, here's $5,000 to build it back. <laughs> build a Starbucks over there. Yeah, exactly. Should we just maybe go through the cast? Yeah. Because there's a bit, there's, because maybe we can kind of evaluate, especially the new guys, like, do they, do they make the cut as, you know, new school lap pack? Um, and we can make fun of the names. So who we got? Okay. Sylvester Stallone as Barney Ross. Sure. He's, he gets, it's, you know, of course he's, he's the man. Keep going. <laughs> hey, thanks. <laughs> Jason Statham as Lee Christmas. Mm. I've never heard of Christmas as a last name aside from Father Christmas. What about uh, oh, Arthur? Arthur Christmas. Yeah, that's right. Um, they really, mm. I do appreciate what they're going for with the names. I would have appreciated if one of the characters mm-hmm. was named Canon or Carol Co or something, like if they had a bit more inside oh, references, oh. that would have been cool. 
Yeah. Even more than all that, I would have loved if all of these characters were from other Lat Pack movies. I think we've talked about this before. Oh, like if this yeah. was the Avengers oh, yeah. and Stallone is John mm. Rambo and oh, how funny is this? I was thinking about this and I realised they all have the same name. So if Stallone was John Rambo, if if uh, Brucey Baby was John McClane and if, Stallone, yeah. and if uh, Arnold was John Matrix, man, tale, oh. tale of three Johns. you got to be John. Yeah. It really shows it was the style of the time. It's, you need a good, strong name like John. John. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, I guess people with the name John are listening to this to going, fuck yeah, I am pretty, I am pretty awesome. Yeah. And yeah. so you should because you are. Man, if my last name was McLean, I'd be naming my son John. Or if my last name was mm. Matrix, I would as well. Why don't you call your son John Matrix? Burrell. Burrell. That's not bad. Matrix. <laughs> but Statham, I remember thinking back in the day, why the fuck is that guy in this? I didn't really think of him as an action movie guy at all. I only really knew him from Lockstock and Snatch. And was, Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I remember being very against it. Uh, well, not even against it. I was oh. just like, what? That's so weird. Why would he be in that? I honestly didn't see him that way at all. And then I think I was convinced after I watched it and – in subsequent years, obviously. He's great. Yeah, he's earned his lap packs. He's a lapman, sure. man. He's a proper lapman. He's keeping the dream alive, man. He is. He's out yeah, there well, making most transporters. Of them say, I've heard um, Bruce and Sly that I can think of off the top of my head. Both I've heard them call him out as the next <laughs> leader of the lap pack, effectively. They don't obviously use that term yet. They will one day. Um, yeah, yeah. But both of them have said, oh, I'm getting a bit old now, so I'll just pass the torch over. Well, that was Bruce specifically. He said, I would pass the torch over to Jason. Yeah, he's great. And, you know, he made that. Maybe um, because he's bald. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he made that Homeland movie we talked about recently, which was started as a Rambo concept. That was good. And and very just bread and butter lap pack. And that, see, that's a good point because that movie mm. felt more traditional lap pack than this movie. It yeah. felt real classic. It was like stop. I want to watch that. Yeah, it's a great watch. You got the meth dealers. Yeah, <laughs> no one likes meth dealers. You got James Franco. No one likes James Franco. You don't like art. <laughs> so he he's a big tick. He obviously had his background. He, he was an Olympic diver or something. What's the what's his story? He, he was, was a French Connection model or something. He was he's selling perfumes on the street of London. Oh, you want perfume? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he was a diver. Um, perhaps at Expo 88, who knows? Well, I reckon so, I reckon so. And then he was a model and he was like a dancer in some music videos. I've posted those before, they're pretty That's funny. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All great stuff. Man, he's a legend. And yeah. now he's married to Rosie Huntington-Wheatley. Yeah, yeah. Man, Statham is the man. I rate him. He seems like a good egg. I think we talked about this last time too. The, uh, uh, we, I guess, yeah, well, I mean, we're talking lap pack. We definitely talked about it, but just... Given these guys credit that this is a legitimate dimension of acting that not everyone can do. Like you've got to believe that these guys can do this shit and he pulls it off. Yeah. Who cares if he can't do Shakespeare? That's fine. That's one area and other actors can do that. Not a lot of actors can pull off being a legit action hero, especially lap pack style action True. Hero. And, you know, the rig's important that he trains the house down. And he trains really hard on his, um, I think, on his martial. I don't know if he's got much of a background, but he's certainly done a lot of work on his uh, choreography slash um, 
you know, movie fighting. Yeah, because in the transporter, he's pretty martial artsy, isn't he? I think. Yeah, he's doing kickies yeah. and things, high kicks. And what's his name? Paul Bettany. Because uh, mm. I think Jason Statham said something about, oh, I don't use a stunt double. And then Paul Bettany said something. He said it in reference to Paul Bettany, I think. And then Paul Bettany heard and said, well, he should use an acting double, on which I call bullshit. Oh, yeah. and he, you know what? That guy, I don't know about that guy. Anyway. Yeah, well, <laughs> we certainly we certainly do now, Tristan. <laughs> it's why true. you gotta throw shade on why you gotta throw shade like that? He's told us everything we need to know. Yeah. Yeah. Jet Lee has yin yang. Is that a racist name? Mm. I'm not sure. <laughs> Borderline, I'm gonna go with yes. <laughs> it's 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 one degree off like Anyang from Arrested Development. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So Jet, um, is, how is his health? It's not great, right, as I understand it? So there, there was a photo that went viral last year, right, where he looked really old. But then mm. I don't – I feel like there was a subsequent wave where it was like it's okay, it was for a movie, or it's okay. I don't know. What, yeah, did you find anything on that? Is he okay? Uh, I have in the past. I think he does have a – he does have an illness. Um, oh, really? So it's called hyperthyroidism. Um, uh. So he basically can't work much anymore. Right. Um, I don't – yeah, he's not particularly well. So oh, I think damn. there is – I think there was a bit of substance to it. He's 60 or 59 or so. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. Damn. But his health isn't great. So I think it did – I think it did stop him from um, – I think it was in the new Mulan, right? Is it? I, don't know. I think that he was. Yeah. So maybe I was just filling the filling in the gaps myself, thinking that was just for the movie. Yeah, he is in it. He's in. Yeah, yeah. he's not. He's not. He's in the other Expendables. Apparently, I can't remember him too much. So. Yeah. Anyway, he slowed down apparently because he was pretty prolific. Yeah. For a while there. Yeah. Doing a movie or two a year. And you know, he's doing classic lap pack moves by playing multiple characters or clones of himself in. That movie, it's called The One or something. That was him, right? Um, yeah, yeah. So that 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 gets your lap pack stripes in my book. That's a classic Van Damme movie. Oh man, he's movie. a legitimate martial artist. He yeah. he won all the Wushu um, like tournaments and awards in his youth. Mm. Like he was a legitimate. And there's you know hundreds of thousands of kids do that compete, and he was he'd won all the categories. He was like a prodigy. Damn, that's epic. Yeah, he's legit. Yeah, but and then obviously he's done like Romeo Must Die. Um, um, oh, um, I love that movie. Lethal Weapon 4. So, you know, he's gone into broader lap pack, not just the subgenre of martial arts lap pack. So he's done, he's he's in there. He's in the mix, man. Yeah, he did, <laughs> For yeah, sure. he did some good. Cradle to the Grave, Kiss the Dragon. Kiss the Dragon's a good one. You seen that? Oh, no. By our um, old mate, creepy Luke Besson. Oh. Uh, it's got Bridget Fonda and it's like this, um, are they in France or something? I want to say France. Uh, <laughs> it's good. you got to watch that one. Kiss the dragon. Kiss of the dragon. Kiss of the dragon. It's got that. Who's the guy from Bad Boys? The French guy from Bad Boys? The French guy from Bad Boys. Martin Lawrence? Uh, his name is Checky Cairo. Ah, that's close. You know the guy I mean? No, I'm blanking. The on main that. bad guy in in um the main bad guy. Oh, the in bad guy, yeah, yeah, bad yeah, 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 Frenchie, yeah. yeah. It is. He had he had some good moments in this. 
both action wise and yeah. He probably had the best banter, actually. I would say in terms of the script. It's difficult. What is? My life is difficult. I need more money. Why is that? I work harder than the rest. No, you don't. Yes, I do. Everything is harder for me. When I get hurt, the only is bigger. Because I'm smaller. Mm-hmm. When I travel, I need to go farther. I know, because you're smaller, right? Yes. <laughs> and then when he fights Dolph and he goes into the low headroom area, goes to town on him. I like that. Yeah. I like that. It's cute. Who else we got there? Dolph. We got Dolph, Dolph. Obviously an immortal um, of the genre. So this was his first movie since Johnny Mnemonic. His first, his first theatrically released. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, okay. I came first, across that too. Yeah, gotcha. And then I was like, wait, what? I did the exact same thing. He probably made 50 movies in between. <laughs> Just all straight to love it. straight to Betamax. Um, oh, I love it. I think he was the bright spark for the in this when I first watched it. Um, mm. <laughs> I liked that they're basically, I think they could have done more of this across the characters, but I liked that they were kind of drawing on his vibe from Universal Soldier and that he was kind of the, I guess, the questionable character one, like the, he's mm. kind of a bad seed. Uh, but it is so mm. fucking weird how at the end he's just there. He's like, who goes, I'm back now. <laughs> yeah. We're cool now. Okay, I'm seeing a shrink. It's okay. Mm. It's so weird. But I'm down for it because, you know, I want him in the sequels. Yeah. I was a bit disappointed when we lost him early. Yeah, yeah. Old Man Dolph is is a welcome aesthetic in any film in my book. Mate, you got to see it in number two when he's like there's a there's a random Chinese chick that joins the team. Oh, yeah. And they're all trying to bang her. But then she, she she's like, I like Italian. <laughs> oh, written by Stallone. Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> yeah. This is part of that thing again and she's like – Thirsting after him hard, and he's like, "No, baby." Man, I can't believe they didn't make an AI Brandon Lee to say, "Kenner, just in case we get killed, I wanted to tell you, you have the biggest dick I've ever seen on a man." <laughs> yeah, he yeah. goes. He's sitting on the. This, they're talking about their fate, their last meal, and he's like, "Dolph goes, I could really kill for some Chinese." <laughs> it's so <laughs> yeah, and actually, on that it's note, so creepy. On that note of, you know, each of these characters being previously existing Lat Pack characters, like he could he could just be the guy from Universal Soldier. Like why not? That would be great. Yeah, Lieutenant Andrew Scott. You know, they've, they've tried to program him in for good, but he's still kind of a bit askew. He was he's definitely a bit askew in this, isn't he? Like they, yeah. he's a bit of a punching bag in, in many respects. Yeah. Um, I was thinking it was a far cry for him versus how things panned out in – Showdown Little Tokyo. Ah, uh, good point. Well, that's it. That's the interesting thing too. This came up in the Q&A last week as well. Uh, friends of the show at the Action Action Podcast asked the question, who would you cast in the lead if the transporter was made in 1986? And I said Dolph because I feel like he needs his resume bolstered oh, yeah. as leading man in Lap Pack because often he is mm. more the bad guy or the other guy. He's got Showdown and he's got, he man, but Punisher, but yeah, and I kind of like him as a bad guy too. So don't get me wrong, but uh, yeah, I feel ya. Showdown, Little Tokyo. He's the man, and then this is yeah, a bad apple. Yeah, yeah. It's is it the Punisher? He did the Punisher, didn't he? Yeah, 
Yeah. He-Man. He-Man. Yeah, I don't know. Don't like, don't like him as the whipping boy. He's Dolph. He's like six foot five Adonis that is a fucking doctor of chemical engineering or some crazy thing. Yeah, exactly. Like rather than the bad apple, what if it was more just like the Raphael of the group and he's a bit, you know, mm. he's got a bit of a chip on his shoulder and does things a little different. Lost my Hey, there it is. That's good. It, come on. Lost a sigh. There we go. What's the site, Deborah? Deborah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, we haven't done uh, that in a while. Glorious. Most of our listeners probably don't I'm even know that. what that joke is now. <laughs> probably. <laughs> that's, a, that's a real deep cut. So Tristan does a um, a voice for Raphael the Turtle, but it's also Ray Romano. Yeah. As it turns out. Basically, my impressions aren't very good and I end up doing sort of an adjacent impression by accident. Yeah, <laughs> but it's like a really good adjacent one. <laughs> I lost a sigh. Deborah. <laughs> Hang on. Uh, Randy Couture. Like you could TikTok what do you think of Randy in this? Randy. I didn't like his hat, but other than that, I thought he was all right. His acting Randy the natural. I bought, a bit of work, I bought one of those hats. Did you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I just need a because I'm a bald man. I just need a little bit of coverage up there, especially with my skin being so fair. Yeah, pasty, well, you might say. I, I don't not like bucket hats. I just don't think he needs. It didn't suit him. I didn't think. Mm, I bought it off a military store. Oh, cool! One. It's a similar one. It's good. It's good for swimming because it's got a little. You can put the dongle thing up, and then it just stays on your head. Ah, oh, that is good. If you want a swimming hat, fishing too. Stick some lures on there. Yeah, but not you just don't want to get them in your head. You got to be. That's a good point. <laughs> so you weren't into the hat, hey? Okay. <laughs> I, wasn't, I wasn't into the hat. I liked. I liked him. I think you know the acting can get better, but yeah, you know, it's. I hope it's so. Fine. Um, I don't know why the. Um, I felt they had to draw attention to his ears. Just let him be. Oh uh, yeah, like I wanted to ask you about that. Is cauliflower ears like long term? I thought it was more, I don't know, a couple of weeks or something. Uh, no, I think it's pretty permanent. Um, oh wow! Especially when man, he's like a he's a wrestler from way back. So yeah, um, them's the breaks. I just, I mean, I hadn't really thought about it that much before, but I just always had it in my head that it was like, a, I don't know, like getting a black eye. It just swells up and then it goes away. No, but I guess not. not Damn. Really. Do you know what's interesting? Um, I heard that in Brazil, some of the youths rough up their ears so they look like they've got cauliflower ears, so they look like they're Man, tough guys. Fair enough, because I would, I would be fucking yeah, I'd, I'd notice that. <laughs> yeah, but it's the first thing you like. <laughs> yeah, it's like someone's got the ears. You're like, mm. I mean, like, don't fuck. With, I mean, not that I would go around starting a fight with anyone, but certainly not them. No, you'd, you'd, you'd probably actively avoid it a little bit yeah. more. You'd be like, yeah, I'm going to talk my way out of this one. I'd give them my lunch money. Yeah, <laughs> have a sandwich. Um, Steve Austin, he was all right. Uh, oh, were you a wrestling guy? I was never a big wrestling guy. No, I wasn't. I, I tried <laughs> to get into it, but it was I wasn't allowed to watch it. Um, Same. My dad took a hard line on. Oh, w, maybe I like was. I, I'd get away with watching action movies, um, but if he would like get angry if he if I tried to put Royal Rumble on. Is it because he thought it was stupid or something? I think he probably yeah. Dad yeah. was pretty anti-American, like in in some, watch you know, that crap. He didn't like stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, that kind of thing. I, um, can, I can kind of get that vibe. 
I don't know if it was that explicitly yeah. said in my household, but I think it was you know, very dismissed as, you know. Yeah. It wasn't yeah. supported. So I tried for when I was younger. I was into it, but it was hard to get my hands on it and I couldn't, you know, it was, had to be a bit stealth. And then mm. and then in due course I, was, I just I probably got more into, you know, boxing and kickboxing and actual combat sports. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Terry Crews? Terry Crews, man, I fucking love Terry Crews. And he's a bit of a Ray Romano in, um, by Ray Romano, I just mean kind of shorthand for that kind of career trajectory we like where someone starts in kind of one Mm. area and then kind of low key suddenly spills into these other areas. He's great. Like for the longest time, Mm. he just kind of had these bit parts in like, what, like the longest yard and white chicks and yeah, exactly. Coming out and doing his mad pop and lock. And often the best part of those things, of course. Yeah. Um, And then he is just, he's been, uh, there's been a few things in between, but then Brooklyn Nine-Nine has really like solidified him as a fucking star and he fucking deserves it. And he should be, he should have his own lap pack vehicles, man, because he, he would, he can do it all. Big time. Um, and he was underutilized in this one, and I guess this was he was still in his early days um, in this one. I guess he might have bigger roles in the sequels. I can't remember. Uh, not the third one. Um, mm. Yeah, but he's yeah, well, he's also like an unlikely um, face of the Me Too movement. Oh yeah, yeah. So th- I think that's the other reason. What well, <laughs> I'm going to phrase this the right way. I think that's the other reason I really like him is that there's so much more to him than I guess you'd expect on the surface as, you know, as an action movie guy, as a bit of a goofball comedy guy in White Chicks and that kind of stuff. Yeah. The Me Too thing, like he actually was a victim, right? Yeah. I don't know who it was that did it to him. Did he say? No, I don't think so. Um, mm. I think he's it was someone of power. Because I think there was some speculation when I was reading up on this that it might have been something to do with someone in this movie. But maybe not. Like a not a not a cast member, but oh, it says it was a high level executive, Adam Venet or Vinny, some talent company guy. Uh, okay, talent, so not producer. Okay, yeah, it's fucked up, man. Like with you know, Brendan Fraser had a similar experience. You know, men, men are not immune to this stuff. No, yeah, it's okay to talk about it. He's got good muscles. He's got big muscles. He's a muscly dude, man. Muscly dude. Well, he played footy, didn't he? He played. And if what a what a guy! He's one of those dudes that can do it all. And he went he went to an art college. He's an artist first and foremost. He didn't have a football God scholarship. It, he had like Terry. an art scholarship. Well, you can't take all the good. That's not that's yeah. Not fair. Come on. And man. he he recently designed a line of furniture with some Uber premium brand. I can't remember what it was called, but it was pretty good shit. Yeah, he's oh, fascinating. <laughs> Give us more Terry. It's great. More. Give us more. Way more. Like I love that he's on Brooklyn Nine Nine and all that shit, but I I want a Terry Crews like major motion picture. Mm, mm. I'm ready. And yeah, like give him a fucking lap pack thing, man. There you go. There you go. Like I could imagine him. Not that I want a Total Recall remake, but I could imagine him as the Arnie role in a Total Recall kind of thing. Oh yeah. He's got that kind of presence. He's got the guns. Yeah. yeah, he could pop and lock in that too. Yeah, Mickey Rourke. Ah, Mickey Rourke's great in this. He's only in it for a little bit. Yeah, he was having a real moment at this time, wasn't he? Because mm. it was, I think it was after Sin City, after The Wrestler maybe? Yeah. 
and he was about to be in Iron Man 2 as well. It felt it was it was his big comeback. Yeah. Very interesting man, speaking of interesting people, little Mickey. Yeah. Because he, he was a star and then a boxer. Is that how it happened? I believe so, yeah. He doesn't know how to do tattoos though, that's for sure. Yeah. You don't just like get half a tattoo with no outline. You, you do the outline first. If you go back for a second session to finish a tattoo, they surely do the outline in the first session. Like you don't just not have half the words written and then just free. No gloves either. Come on. Yeah. Come on, mate. It didn't. Mm. Oh, we've been glossing over the names though. Um, <laughs> Tool. So, so Steve Austin was pain. <laughs> Terry Crews was hail Caesar. <laughs> it's good stuff. Mm. And Mickey Rock was tool. 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 <laughs> Mickey uh, Rock's in an Enrique anyway. Iglesias film clip. Remember that one? Can be your hero, baby. Yeah, you can take my pretty way. With away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do that at karaoke. I love that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I'd be down for more Mickey Rourke action. Uh, he was, of course, in Double Team, um, so pretty cool lap pack uh, heritage there. Did you ever see Nine and a Half Weeks? No. That's the one, isn't it? That's, I remember hearing about that and I've just never seen it. Yeah, I've never seen it. It's pretty sexy apparently. Ooh. Yeah. Then I'm down. Yeah. <laughs> then, of course, we've got Brucey Baby and Arnold, but they're just cameos, unfortunately. That was really disappointing. I, I, is Bruce in more of them? Uh, he's got, like the... I think he left, right? He's like the connection to the CIA guy. Mm. He's not in the third one. They replaced yeah. him with Harrison Ford. Yeah, because he wanted too much money. Do you remember that tweet? No. I think Stallone tweeted about it. Somewhat reminiscent of his recent Instagram posts oh. about the... Um, yeah, shit. About yeah, the uh, the family that own the rights to Rocky. Yeah. Blood-sucking scumbags. Just to recap on that while I'm oh, yeah. looking that, that up. Was, that's yeah, pretty, so the, the new, pretty topical. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. So they're going to make a Drago movie apparently, which we all assumed was part of his doing because, you know, it's his, it's his baby. But apparently not and he's not happy about no. it. And he made some Instagram posts expressing as such and even calling out not primarily, but you know, in he did reference his disappointment in Dolph, and then um, I think Dolph posted something saying, basically that it's like it's not even confirmed, and I assumed you knew, like it's not even a real thing yet. And then he's like, "Oh no, I'm I love I love Dolph." Yeah, he definitely he deleted some of those Instagram posts, so I think he's probably. I'd be doing that all the time. I'd be writing shit and then going, "Oh damn it, I gotta take that back." So. I was- so I found some tweets. So Stallone says in reference to um, what we were just talking about, Willis is out. Harrison Ford is in. Great news. Been waiting years for this. And then another one said, greedy and lazy, a sure formula for career failure. Hmm. So he never said that was Brucey Baby, but everyone it was around that time. And, uh, you know, there you go. Jeez. Greedy and lazy. Yeah. I think he wanted like, you know, millions of dollars for two days work or something. Yeah, well, he's not. He's, yeah. he's pulled back now. He's not well either, old Bruce, right? Yeah, yeah, man. So there's a, a shame. there's a fourth one coming out. Oh yeah, is there? Awesome. Yeah, I believe it's coming out this year. Um, I'm going to throw some names oh, out man. there. Um, oh yeah, who is in it? 
Um, Fitty Scent. Fitty, oh, yeah, Curtis enough. Jackson. He's he's got some acting chops these days. Yeah, he's alright. Uh, Tony Tony Jar. Are you familiar with Tony Jar? No. Ong Bak. Oh, okay. Yep. Man, he's he's probably the. I would say he's the best like new wave of uh, film martial artists. He's incredible. Go watch Ong Bak oh, if cool. you haven't seen it for a while. It's it's all time. Yeah. The guys over on Bulletproof for BJJ did a top. They they rated their like top five martial arts movies of all time, um, and fortunately, I think JT, one of the guys, um, had had on back in there. As did I. I. I wrote my list of five, but it turned out to be more like nine. But whatever. Um, Tony oh. Jaa, he's in that. That's good. He's he's one of the best. Levi Tran, who's that? Oh, she's a mega babe. <laughs> oh, that was a boy. Um, that that's a big win. That's a big win. Oh, oh yes. Right. <laughs> that's that's all I say on that without getting creepy. Yeah. Okay. Um, she's in it. Uh, Andy Garcia. Okay. Randy still. Iko Uwais. Who's that? Oh, it's the dude from the raid. I don't know. Oh man, they're getting. Oh man, that's impressive. Oh, cool. He's awesome. Matt Scott Adkins. Man, I'm pumped for this. They've got him and Tony Jar. That's a good, yeah, that's cool. big additions, man. In terms of um, respect, legit, like martial arts film legit, legitimacy. Have you seen the raid or the raid two? No, this has come up though. I think we've talked about it for some reason, but I haven't, I haven't seen it. It's an Indonesian film, right? And it's like it's got a giant cult following. It's um, yeah, it is. It's super impressive. This one dude goes into a building and. Kills everyone in the building, but it's like a giant building. He's got to get in there. Uh, I stumbled across it randomly. It's proper. Bad. Um, came out about the same time as Expendables. Anyway, mm. keep an eye out. They're good films, good movies. That sounds good. I wouldn't mind if they took a turn into, you know, lap pack sci fi too. Like, you know, go fight a predator like creature. Oh, okay. In the okay. Yeah. You know, you don't have to just be mercenary, you know. Well, I guess they are mercenaries, but I don't know. It doesn't have to be the. It doesn't have to be predator, but I don't know. It's something, something. You know, let's let's explore the the subgenres of lap pack. Yeah, I'm, I mean, exactly. We're open to it. We're here for it. Yeah, I would like Tarantino to do a movie like this. I think he could do. It wouldn't be full traditional lap pack. It would be a, like a postmodern lap pack, but in the same way that Kill Bill mm. is a kung fu movie. Mm. Like I'd like to see his take on an 80s, 90s lap pack movie, you know? Why not? That would be cool. Yeah, why not? Uh, should we get into the verdict? Let's get into the verdict. I don't know what to say, really. I don't remember asking you a goddamn thing. I am the law. I'd like an answer to your question, Judge. I want to have them answered immediately. You can't handle the truth. What are you waiting for? Ah! Say what again? Say what again? I dare you. Nothing further. Your Honor. And that's all I have to say about that. All right. Um. Yeah, it's not bad. I I kind of like it. I I don't love it. I won't watch it again in a hurry. Although I think I will watch two and three soon because watch yeah watch them yeah. And again, I love that they exist and that they're making them. This particular execution is not my favorite, 
mm-hmm. it's all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's got its moments too. Good action, good action. Could have used more classic lap pack humour. Mm. How about you, Greg? Yeah, much the same. It's uh, it's good that it's out there. I'm all for them. Um, this I, like it's not it's not a favourite film of mine. Definitely not. Um, yeah, probably should have worked a bit harder to capture what's great about those old films. Uh, you know, reimagine yeah. reimagine it in a way that harks back but pushes forward into a new era. Yeah. And I think they're trying to do it. You know, they've got, they've got the new cast, they've got the UFC stars in there and whatnot. But Yeah, and maybe it's balanced because I don't uh, – oh, no, we were an 80s and 90s – we're an 80s and 90s movie podcast, but I always say, like, we're not just about – you know, vapid nostalgia. So some of these criticisms I know probably just sounds like, why don't you just make them like you used to? But uh, so I realise that's, you know, maybe not constructive. But I don't know. A balance would be nice. A bit of new school but some of those classic touches, more of those classic touches perhaps. Maybe this mm. first one is slightly out of balance. Like the music, Stan Bush, put that shit in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that mm-hmm. would be nice. I'm pretty happy to see those new names for the next one though. That's that's a good step. Yeah, like in the same way, I guess Stranger Things is a little bit different because it's set in the 80s, but in the same way Stranger Things has that kind of 80s, it pulls on a lot of those levers. Mm. Do, do that here. Mm. Anyway, uh, did Simpsons do it? We don't know because we don't watch The Simpsons past season 12. Um, porn parody, good question. Let me check. Uh, oh, yeah, the ex, the ex. This ain't The Expendables XXX. This is a parody. Ooh. Hot, armed, and dangerous. They got taglines and everything. Interesting. Mm. I wonder if Mickey Rourke is still in it. Nice. Spicy. Toasty. Uh, Bechdel test, no. <laughs> FX test, yeah. pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Oh, you got it. Recasties, yeah. Yeah, Spine I wouldn't do bridge, any recasties. Man. Uh, MVP, I kind of want to give it to Eric Roberts, who we, who we kind of glossed over. Oh, yeah? I feel like I should give it to someone lap pack, though. But I guess out of the lap pack, I would maybe give it to, fuck, maybe Stath. I don't even know. They're all kind of the same. Do you have a standout? <laughs> <laughs> nah, I do not. Yeah. All right, Eric Roberts from me then. Yeah, I'll go that. He's a good villain. He's a great villain. Oh, you know what they need to – okay, I don't have recasties, but you know who I'd love to see in – I can't give a rational Ed reason Kelsey's. as to why. I could just give a irrational reason. But Drazik, get Callan Mulvey in there. Oh, yeah. He's a yeah. good henchman what, now. Have him be a number two. He is. He is. Yeah. I watched that grey – part of that grey man thing. Yeah. Was he good in that? It's great. Yeah, he's only in it for a little bit, but um, he's, good. he's good, man. He's got great presence. Yeah. He's got a good he's scar. Jazz. He's Great scar. Yeah. All right. Well, that's the There end it is. Of... That's the conclusion. Yeah, that's it. Past and present. Although we're doing Van Damme next week. Yeah. It never really ends. Yeah. And it is another Universal Soldier movie. So we really oh. have not left this territory at all just yet. <laughs> yeah. There you go. We'll do something of high contrast after that, I think, won't we? Maybe mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. maybe a comedy oh, yeah. or a something or, yeah. Yeah, 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 something. And then we got Halloween. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. So oh, yeah, we need up. to shortlist our Halloweens. Yeah. Oh, and maybe sequel September before that. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, sequel right. September. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. All right. Uh, All so right. next week, another Universal Soldier. And until then, yeah. leave us a review. Take care of you. Yeah, and take care of yourselves and each other by leaving yeah. reviews. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good karma. Yeah, yeah. Sly and I, we met 25 years ago. I was a Swedish kid. I'd never seen a film camera. He was a big movie star. And he hired me for Rocky IV, where I played a Russian fighter. And then, yeah, I made another, what, 40-some movies, and he made, I don't know how many in between. And two years ago, he called me. We stayed friends over the years. And I think the fact that we sparred and trained a lot together, you know, we're in the gym, and also hitting each other in the ring, in the movie, it makes a kind of special friendship. So then we called him a couple of years back <clears throat> to, um, you know, tell me about a new script he had. Um, he said, yeah, it's like, you know, it's like a dirty dozen or something like that. And so I, so I read it and there's a Swede who drinks a lot and kills people. And I thought, hmm, maybe that's me. So, um, you know, uh, that first mo- movie was a delight to work with him, and, and he, he mellowed a little bit since before. I mean, he's still very driven and super ambitious and, and detail-oriented, but <clears throat> I think he's, um, he's calmed down a little bit, and he's, uh, I think he's very, very helpful to all the actors because, you know, in the whole world, I think there's possibly only one other guy who's made more action movies than him, and that's Clint Eastwood, you know, who can really give you that extra piece of advice.